This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The late-night lip service for lovers, loners, and lounge lizards. Yeah, well, where, where exactly is your accent from? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Oh, I've forgotten your name already, excuse me. On Talk Radio. You got us instead. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that little uh, little private show there for the fans on Periscope. <laughs> little private lip sync battle. Good evening, dear listener. Late night alternative. We are live. This is not a best of yet. Seven minutes past ten on Tuesday, October the eighth. My name is Ian Lee. You might recognise me. I was the guy that stole the strawberries in the jungle a couple of years ago. And Captain Ball did a report on a donkey on local TV about 15 years ago. It was very important. Very important. We think, we think the phones are working kinder. Uh-huh. Kinder. So let's see. 03444991000 is the telephone number. Can we test to see if the phones are Working. We have a best of on standby. The phones go down, we go home. <laughs> Nearly well in tonight. Very tense day today. Standoffs. Standoffs were put in place. I'm not coming in unless you can get the phones to work. <laughs> the position that I took. And in many ways, I'm disappointed they got the phones to semi-work because I really wanted to see Joker tonight. I haven't seen Joker. Um, you've seen all of the um, the news channels in America... Uh, accounting how many mass murders there have been inspired by the Joker. So far, zero. But they're there with their counts, waiting, waiting. The, 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 if there is a mass shooting, it won't be inspired by the Joker. It will be inspired by Fox and CNN banging on about the mass killings we should get because of the Joker. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Mm. Partly because, can I say something controversial? Oh, God, what now? Partly because um, there is at least one scene, one key scene in the movie... Right. ...where they play a Gary Glitter song. So I've heard. Yeah, they play Rock and Roll Part 1 and 2, which is a big hit 
in the States. It's, they use it in sports arenas, like baseball games and things. If someone scores a touchdown in baseball, they play... Are they unfamiliar with the uh, provenance of that? Yeah, they are. Yeah. They are. It wasn't a hit in the 70s. This was, like, in the 90s, I think it became a thing. I could be slightly wrong. Oh, we've got a switchboard that's lighting up. Now Amy's having to work too hard. Um... Uh, yeah, it was, it, I think it was in the 90s it kind of became a thing. There are a couple of stories I saw on... I saw one story on an American website about how it, the money was going to a paedophile. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't have... Gary Glitter was not a thing in the United States. And there is a part of me that is excited about being in a cinema and hearing that song bursting through the Dolby stereo speakers in a key part in a movie. Doesn't mean I condone no. child rape. Au contraire. Yeah. Au we, contraire. You we, can... we need to underline that for the hard of thinking. Yeah. What you like is the music. I like the music. I'm not happy about him getting the money. If he does get the money, I thought he'd sold his rights to his songs. I thought Gad Glitter had sold his rights to his songs. I don't know that for sure. I thought that was the case. And then maybe I said that before in there and someone phoned up and proved me wrong. That's, that's quite possible. It happens occasionally. Occasionally. But I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to that. Certainly not going to... I watched Baby Driver after all of the Kevin Spacey stuff came out. I enjoyed it. So I do want to go and see The Joker at some... Point. 0344-499-1000, late night alternative. Catherine. Here's what Wikipedia says about uh, the Gary Glitter song. Yes. 2019 Rock and Roll Part 2 appeared in Todd Phillips' film Joker, generating yep. public controversy. Sources indicated that Glitter, as co-writer of the song, would receive a lump sum and royalty for its use. Okie dokie. Sources, though. Yeah. Sources. Here's the thing, guys. Sources are not to be believed without questioning and fake news works both ways I, we, we talked about Extinction Rebellion yesterday, before the phones went down it could have been a really interesting conversation and the phones died, apologies we can carry on talking about them I genuinely thank them for what they're doing um, I haven't got the guts to go out and protest with them certainly haven't got the guts to be arrested although there is part of me who thinks well I'm 46 and I've never been arrested I'd kind of be up for it for the right thing um, again, it took me an extra 45 minutes to get into work today. Fine, I listened to, um, listened to Radio 4, got, listened to The Archers, and then phoned up Boyle and listened to some podcasts. So it's cool. It, it, you know, it's right. Genuinely, Extinction Rebellion. If anyone wants to come on from that group, I completely understand why you might want to boycott talk radio, but you have nothing but my thanks, again, to underline the nuance, as it's not all black and white. Uh, it is... There are some parts of the protest that are problematic, okay? There are some parts of the protest that are problematic. The key part that people always bring up, 0344 499 1000, the key part that people always bring up is the fact, in inverted commas, that during the protest in the summer, July I think it was, a guy wasn't able to see his dying dad one last time because the protest slowed him down. So he was driving to see his dying dad, couldn't get past the protest, and his dad died. We, we all know that. We all know that. Someone mentioned it to me yesterday, and I'd heard it before, and I was just... Yesterday we were then distracted by the phones breaking down and all kinds of shenanigans. But it was playing on my mind as we drove home. 
that story, and it was playing on my mind for a lot of today. I just kept thinking, kicking it around in my head. A guy was unable to get through the protest and see his dying dad before his dad died. Really, really sad. Really sad. If it's true, if it's true, and I was thinking, well, I don't remember seeing the interview with the guy that surely was on TV. Surely this would have been... This is such a, a big thing now that is part of our consciousness. Well, the guy didn't get to see his dying dad. How can you support that? I thought, I don't remember seeing the interview. So me and Kath were in the office. I said, Kath, can you... Because you're better at this kind of digging around than I am. I said, could you find the clip, the video, the news footage of the guy who couldn't see his dying dad one last time. Because I'd just like to know a little bit more about it. I'd like to know where it was, what the story was, what hospital it was, all of that. So I did what any professional journalist would do. Mm. And Which I... is what she is. Right? And, and I Googled it. <laughs> Tell the... Uh, by the way, what a switchboard. Thank you. Nigel, Hannah, Paul, Jesse, Alan and Jack. going to come to you all in a bit, I promise. Um, tell everybody what you found. And this is not conclusive, by the way. No, and this doesn't mean it's not true. No. But let's see if you can work out what the sticking point is with this. I found a few reports on it in online newspapers. Yep. First one I found, The Metro, uh, dated uh, Thursday 18th of July 2019. A driver says he missed his father's final hours yesterday because an environment protest group caused a traffic jam blockade. The unnamed man was stuck in traffic on the M32 on Wednesday after the group set up a blockade causing queues of up to four miles long. He called BBC Radio Bristol to say how Extinction Rebellion's actions had prevented him seeing his father for the last time. The full interview is no longer available online as the grieving son has asked to remain anonymous. Hmm. BBC Radio Bristol tweeted, "A man called us to say he couldn't get into his dad's sorry, couldn't get to his dad's bedside before he died because of the XR protest on the M32." Now, the way BBC Radio Bristol have phrased it is subtly different. Yep. A man called us to say he so they they're attributing it to the man. Whereas Metro have put the unnamed man was stuck in traffic, so as if it's mm. fact. But BBC Radio Bristol, very carefully and in a very BBC way, yep. are attributing it to the, what the man is saying. They've not used the word claimed, but you get the idea. Yeah. I found it in two other newspapers easily. Um, Extinction Rebellion, Dying Father is what I put in. I mean, what an awful thing to have to put in. And I'm not trying to find it to not be no. true. I'm trying to We're find. It. I'm trying to find. The origin of this story. Yeah, I want the evidence. I want the evidence okay. that shows this is a fact and actually happened. Man unable to reach dying father's bedside after getting stuck in Extinction Rebellion traffic, says The Telegraph, um, dated the 18th of July 2019. A man was unable to reach his dying father's bedside before he passed away after an Extinction Rebellion protest on the M... Well, the motorway left him stuck in traffic. An unknown man rang his local radio station to reveal how he, was, he rushed to Bristol Royal Infirmary after doctors told him his father didn't have long left to live, but he did not get there in time because climate change protesters were blocking the M32 into the city. Uh, and then they go into what the Extinction Rebellion so have been what doing. we've got... And, and, and the, it's, the BBC Bristol have taken the clip down 
Apparently because the guy didn't want to be identified. Although he was unnamed. Now, here's the thing. You, this is a phone-in show, right? And you can phone up and you can tell us anything. And we and phone-in shows tend to take what you are telling us on face value. There are a few of you um, who call in that I just don't believe. Me and Catherine have got a really good bullshine detector, right? Really good bullshine detector. That comes from, well, between us, about 40 years. Imagine, 35, 40 years between us of experience of hosting or producing or listening to phone-in, working on phone-in radio shows. You, you, you get a sixth sense. We don't always get it right. Some are more obvious than others. Some we give the benefit of that doubt to. We don't always get it right, but we come from a place of believing you, okay? With a slight little question going on. The times when we start to disbelieve are usually when we've had a few conversations with the same person and things start to not Yeah, or, or, or they, the, the first black name they can come up with is Leroy. Something like that, right? Um, but you, dear listener, can phone up a radio show and say pretty much anything, okay? So, and what they don't do on BBC phoning shows, and because we've worked on them, is they won't, they haven't got time or the facilities to fact check every single call that comes in. Could you give me your name? Could you give me the thing? Have you got any witnesses to this? Is there any corroborating evidence? You take it a faith. And that's a great story. It's a great story for a phoning show. I find it very unlikely that they would have phoned the hospital. I find it very unlikely the hospital would have told them yeah. any information that could back that story up. So what I'm trying to say is, let me put this out there, if it happened, it's really, really sad. Really, really sad. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm definitely not saying it did happen. What I'm saying is there is not enough evidence. There is hardly any evidence. There is no evidence to suggest it actually happened. There's no evidence. There is no evidence out there to, to, to prove that this happened. And if there is, only BBC Bristol has it. Yeah. But it, yeah, exactly. But the only evidence they would have, unless they have something we don't know, is the phone call from someone who phoned in to a phone-in show where you can say anything you want. Um, so if that person's listening, oh, my God, I mean, wouldn't that be amazing? You can call in, but then how would we know that you're that person? Do you see the problem? you see the issue? So I am coming down on the side... It's a really tough one to call. I'm coming down on the side of, actually, I don't think I believe it. I'm not coming out and calling it outright a lie... I'm not coming out and saying, well, this is this is great. You know, wouldn't it be great if you were anti-extinction rebelling? You phone up a, a radio show and you tell this story and it becomes a fact. I'm not saying that. I'm erring on the side of I actually don't think I quite believe it. And yet we're banding it around as if it were a fact. So here's my challenge to you. First of all, can you prove that? Can you prove that? Secondly... If you put that argument of the dying guy to one side, what other argument have you got against Extinction Rebellion? I saw another clip today on, on Twitter, a woman saying because of the protest, she had to walk a cancer patient 20 minutes to the hospital for treatment. Well, the video that went with that didn't show any, didn't show her, didn't show the cancer patient, just showed footage of people blocking a bridge. I'm just questioning everything 
at the moment. And I think that that's what you need to do, dear listener. Um, Give us a call. We'll, we'll do silly stuff as well. Don't worry. We'll carry on the phoning yesterday of the three people that you are scared of, despite the fact that you are an adult. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio, where Catherine and I like to question everything. We are Talk Radio. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. I think we might be the only people questioning that fact, in inverted commas, in italics. I think we might be the only people that are wondering whether that story is actually true. Because it's a great weapon to use against the movement. It's a great weapon to use. What I find very unusual is there aren't more stories like that. Yeah, yeah. Also, with my cynical journo head on, if that happened to me, I'd want people to hear about it. If they're not using his name, why wouldn't you stand by it? Mm-hmm. You know, lots of questions, lots of questions. But um, if it did happen, and it might have happened... Absolutely tragic and terrible, and you wouldn't wish that on anyone. We might have the... Uh... Is this the call? Is this the call? We're incredibly sorry. No, no that's the not the call. To it. Okay. They, well, she it to the they played it to mm-hmm. her. Uh, one of the was played the interview. Okay. Um, Harrison said, the BBC made a protest to listen to the call. The call happened. Well, we know the call happened. We're not disputing that. Um, we're not disputing that it happened. 
We don't know. Let's go to Jesse. Good evening, Jesse. Hello, Ian and Hel- Catherine. Hello, Jesse. I was all set up to ring you last night and then the phone went down. Well, the phone it sounds like your phone still is going down. Are you calling us from the 1920s? No. It's a I'm terrible phone. phone line. Hello? Hello, I can hear you fine. I, well, OK, but we can't hear... We can't hear you. absolutely fine. <laughs> OK, what would you like what? to say, Jesse? Two things. Yes. First thing, about the who are you most scared... What are you most scared of? Yes. Dentist. Dentist? Why are you scared of the dentist? I've got a phobia. We need to work... Why did dentists get such a bad rap? It's not pleasant. No, I think olden days dentists were more brutal. OK. Did you ever have a dentist pull a tooth out, Jesse, by putting a foot on your chest and yanking? Yeah, I had a bad experience. I, uh, if anyone puts a foot on your chest and starts yanking, I would try and get out of there as quickly as possible. Swimming instructors. Oh, instructors. I had a bad experience. What happened with a swimming instructor, if you don't mind me asking? When I was learning to swim... I got chucked in the deep end. Hey. So it took me off. I bet it did. That's a that's yeah. terrible. And the third thing, this is serious. Yeah. Uh, my violent ex, as you know. Yes, of course we know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the second thing I wanted to say. Yes, yes. Remember yes. a few weeks ago you were saying about the tour, right? About the what? Sorry. You know your tour that you do. Oh yes. Uh, but you were saying that you were looking to do exclusive at people's houses. Yes. And I'd be up for that. Have you got £700? I have. Whoa, baby, we're in! <laughs> Send us an email, Jesse, and we'll we'll talk about it. So, i do it by email. Do it Please. by email, Jesse, ian at ianlee.com. Thank you very much indeed. But I would suggest you spend that money on getting a new phone, because that phone was lousy. Good evening, Steve. Mm. Good evening. Good evening, Steve. Yeah, what I'd like to say is uh, certain sections of the mainstream media have basically inverted everything to suit their do-better attitude and their do-better agenda. To do... do they're, they're, they're what? They're do-what, sorry? They're do-better. Do-better. What, do, like what does do... What does... What does, what does do, hang on a minute. Hang on, let's have a conversation, Steve. What does do-better mean? Do-better is the opposite of what they call a do-gooder. Okay. So there's a lot of people in this world now, especially this country, that scorn on anything good, i.e. like the, you know, the climate change, whatever, yep. you know, and like the, they, 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 the police go in hard on them, for instance, yet they step back. If there's a load of Millwall supporters chucking bottles through pubs, oh no, leave them, leave them lads, leave them lads. Well, hang on, here's, the, here's the, I don't know about the Millwall story, but here's the thing. Boris Johnson calling these protesters um, hemp, saying they, they, they got hemp-smelling bivouacs and crusties and nose-ring losers. That's the kind of language he was using. Hang on a second, mate. Um, sorry, what about that American woman who you went round to her house and we now know you did have a relationship and you did give her special um, privileges and you made sure she got a grant of, I think, £125,000. Can, can we look at that? Can we investigate that? And you didn't, you didn't submit your evidence to the GLA by the, time that you, by the deadline that they imposed. Can we look at that? Can we look at the fact that you're, you're saying you're prepared... The lie you've told. You're, you're lying about either dying in a ditch or 
or not asking for extension. Can we look at that instead of you, Prime Minister, belittling people who are just worried about the state of the planet? That's where we're at, Steve. That's where we're at. They're doing it. They are doing it in front of us. They are swindling and conning and lying to our very eyes and they're getting away with it. Of course they are. We have now got, you've got the most corrupt president ever in power in America doing the same thing. He's breaking the law in front of cameras. He's breaking the law in front of the press and people are still going, yes, Donald, well done. He's breaking the law. He asked China uh, a press conference to investigate this Joe Biden character, a man I know nothing about, but that's illegal over there. It's illegal. Yeah, and he's the most corrupt president ever. It's been, there's so much, he's, you know, it's longer on my arm. There's so, such a list on Trump. And Boris Johnson is the same. There's a massive, massive list on him. But this is the world we are now living in. I know. But how do, how do we, okay, here's the thing. I agree with you, right? I don't know if it can ever be flipped around where people trying to do good. How did the term do-gooder become an insult anyway? That always confuses me. But people trying to do good are seen as bad. Hello. People trying to do good are seen as bad people. Exactly. And because the dude, these people, like, let me mention it without getting, oh, there he goes. Let's let's say uh, people that think on the right, a bit far far right, don't like anything good. They want wars. They love wars. Well, they like to hate. They enjoy hating. They don't want peace. Uh, like, for instance, Jeremy Corbyn, he wants to give £10 an hour. They don't like him. The only reason they don't like Jeremy Corbyn is because he's foreign friendly. Well, he's right he's also, it can also be argued that he, 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 if he's not anti-Semitic, that, that, that he has allowed anti-Semitism to rise in the Labour Party and has, has seemingly, from the outside, done very little to stop it. He's the most least racist person in that the That may be the case, Steve, but you have to admit, you have, you have to admit, don't you, that the Labour Party has a problem with anti-Semitism right now. No, oh, it doesn't. That's all done by the right-wingers. No, but it's... But no, Steve... Going. No, oh, Steve, now, now... See, that's, that's borderline anti-Semitic. There isn't none of the Steve. There is a huge problem. Steve, Steve, hello, Steve. Like when I'm talking, they can't hear you. There is a huge problem with anti-Semitism in the Labour Party. There, there is a huge problem with it. You can't deny that, and if you do deny that, then you're part of the problem. I think there's a huge problem with anti-Semitism in the world because everyone knows where it's coming from. They control the press, the media, and everything. Where is it coming? Hang on. Where is it coming? Where is it coming from? Israel. I've, yeah, of course. That's anti. Of course well, that's that's anti-Semitism, Steve. You're being anti-Semitic. I, I'm an anti-Zionist. Not no, 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 no. What, what you're saying is not anti-Zionism. What you're saying is to set to that one of the tropes of anti-Semitism is to say that the the problem is manufactured and controlled by the Jews. Uh, who also control the media. That's an anti-Semitic trope, Steve. So what you're saying, Steve, what you're saying is is anti-Semitic. You're part of the problem in the Labour Party. Right, let me just say this, right? There's a lot of Israeli news every night, right? There's a Jewish couple, a lovely Jewish couple. Steve, I'm going to let you go, Steve, because you're actually talking racist bollocks. I'm going to let you go. You started off well... And then it descended anti, into anti-Semitism. To say that there is no anti-Semitism, it is a, something that is put about to discredit somebody by Israel, is anti-Semitic. It's not anti-Zionist. 
You can criticise the Israeli government, but to suggest that Jews control the media, that's anti-Semitic, and to suggest that Jews are creating stories of anti-Semitism to try and destroy someone, that's anti-Semitic. I think, I've got that right, haven't I, Catherine? Because I'm learning about this. I'm learning a lot about this over the last year. I've got it wrong slightly sometimes, and I'm so happy to learn. I'm right on that one. And I feel like we were about to get a story about some of his best friends Some being nice Jewish. Jews. A so... nice Jewish couple. <sighs> a lovely Jewish couple. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And this is where we are. This is where we are. I don't like the far right. I don't like the far left. I don't like anti-Islamists. I don't like anti-Semites. I, 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 you know, that's where we are. And you've got to be so careful these days to question everything and everybody. Is, is Jeremy Corbyn anti-Semitic? I don't... I Personally, I don't think he is. I don't have enough evidence. I don't think he is. But the Labour Party has a huge problem with it. The Tory party has a huge problem with um, Islamophobia. I, you know. But anyway, what, what, what a show. What a show. <laughs> 35 minutes in. Let's play a trail for one of our colleagues. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. He's the righteous reporter who's got his finger on the pulse of UK politics. They should be scrutinised more closely. The Week with John Nicholson on Talk Radio. Sunday afternoon from four. Join the stout speaker with a triple log manifesto to bring you the week's big stories from Westminster. Journeying across the week's political landscape, debating all the pressing issues. I'll be presiding over fast-paced political debate. From budget cuts to Brexit, or ballots to backbenchers, kick it all from his heavily reinforced radio dispatch box. Read my lips. It's a three-line whip to listen to The Week with John Nicholson. Toying the party line, Sunday afternoon from four on Talk Radio. Take a trip into the alternate reality of late night radio. I think I'm in something like The Matrix, and so are you. The Late Night Alternative. Hello, hello. With Ian Lee. Is there anybody out there? On Talk Radio. Hello. 03444991000. We seem to have gone all uh, newsy. Let's uh, correct that immediately. Evening, cads. Are you both right now? Hey. Hey. What happened tonight in the Arches? What happened tonight in the Arches? Yeah. Not a lot. It was quite a boring one. Um, some the I don't know any of their names, but a man conned a posh lady out of a uh, screw. Oh my god! For, for, a, for a cider, for a cider press, for a cider press. Oh my god! We must be, must be going down in Ambridge. Yeah, so they're all going down on each other in Ambridge. And that's made in Birmingham, you know. I know it's made in Birmingham. I used to walk past their studio um, twice a week, and it got me very, very excited. At the mailbox. At the mailbox. Here we go. I've been to the mailbox. Yeah, okay. So I used to work there. Hey, we're coming to Birmingham next year. We're going to be doing a show in Birmingham. Are you not going Yay! to... Yay! Okay, just, well, just remember the last time I did a show you in Birmingham. Didn't turn up. Didn't turn up. No, I remember. Well, well, what's the date? I haven't got a date yet. Do we have a go location? Yeah, the Glee Club. I've been to a Glee Club. Okay. Yeah, not uh, when we were there. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to turn up to this one, at, uh, Cads? Yes, I am. Okay, well, let's see. Let's see. Is tickets at ianlee.com? Tickets will be on ianlee.com slash events soon. I've just got to finalise the dates and things. I'll be there. Thank you, Alan. Thank you. Bye. 0344 
499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Hello, Paul. Hello, Ian. What can we do for you? Uh, I'd like to say I'm a big fan of the show. It's brilliant. Thank you very much indeed. And the reason I would say that is this. I recommend it uh, to some people where I live locally who oh. are having uh, probably some of the mental health issues a little bit. Oh, yeah. And I recommended them to last night, funny enough. Oh, God. Last night's show, was a, g- lines, won't. Last night show <laughs> was a car <laughs> crash. <laughs> this one sounds like a car crash. You couldn't get the phone lines working and they crept up. You went, oh, I'm not going to say the swear word, but no. yeah, it was funny. <laughs> done it. Listen, well, mate, this show is fantastic. What, the even, music you play. Even when it goes wrong, last night was a, I mean, we, we managed to turn it, it around, a, I think, It was but... a shock, it was a shocker, it was a shocker. But it's like if you have a, a good CD of all the best songs you've ever heard. Yes. And there's a couple on there that, yeah, a bit of a shock, weren't they? But we all have that well thank you Paul for spreading the word and doing more to advertise this show than <laughs> Rupert Murdoch does himself so thank no, you brother I'm laughing I'm laughing like, don't worry about Rupert Murdoch mate he's not like us though, is he? he's, he's not, not like uh, us anyway all the politics aside all yes, the Brexit I love your show I love uh, you and Catherine your team together yeah yeah it sounds like a good little one man you can get a lot of people you know the, the things you speak about are, are so Empathetic. I think I've yeah, mentioned this to her before. I'm empathetic. Kath's just pathetic. Oh, rude. Yeah, that's very rude. But she always backs you up. When you say something rude, she'll just go like, <laughs> Yeah, I know you're a cheeky <laughs> boy. You're a, a cheeky boy. You're a cheeky boy. Hey, Paul, do your, Paul, do your impression of Catherine again. Catherine? Yeah, go on, that little laugh she does. Be careful. Oh, she, she does. When you say something rude, she goes like, <laughs> Well, Kat, it depends how rude. He's got you spot on there, Kat. Sh- <laughs> nah, that's Shut not true. That's what? not true. Listen, how are you getting on with you uh, when you go out and about doing your shows in there? It's going very, very well. We've got two more this year, one in Brighton, we've got one in uh, London, and then next year we're planning a tour. We're going to do one every three or four weeks throughout the country, Cardiff, Birmingham. Well, that, when you get down and you do a better impression artist did about Catherine. <laughs> that's not true. I'll <laughs> up. Oh, swear word. Oh, swear word. When you well, go back, Brighton, I promise you this, mate, we'll all come down with we'll you. All yeah? right, Paul, thank you very much indeed, your potty mouth loon. <laughs> Hello, Sven. Hi, Ian. All right, Kath, how's it going? Yes. Hey, it's just a quick one. Uh, you, you know, you stirred up a bit of a hornet's nest there with your man, Steve. He's a bit, um, bit of a eccentric what chap. But yes. listen, are you still after an army jacket? Because I've got a spare couple if you want one. What, what do you mean an army jacket? Yeah, didn't you? I read, I'm sure I read on a tweet of yours or something that you're after an army jacket. Yeah, or, did I not tweet that like about five years ago? Years ago when your pen leaked or when you lost it. No, it wasn't. It was recent, or it was. It was on one of the podcasts or something. I've been catching up on the podcast. I lost about five years ago. I lost. No, it was about. It was about four or five years ago. I lost my favourite green, slightly military Nicole Fari jacket that I got in a second-hand shop in Edinburgh, and I lost it. I left it at somewhere. I think I left it in Winchester, of all places. Oh, um, and, and that was it. I don't think I was looking for an army jacket. I, do you know what? I might have made it up or dreamt it or something. Who knows? Great dreams, Sven. But, but uh, do you want one? Uh, yeah, sure. That'd be wicked. Thanks. Do you want one? If you, if you get um, your, your crew, give us a ring and then I'll uh, back and then I'll send it. Well, are these knockoffs? Are you like ex-military? I am ex-military, yeah. I've, I've called you on and off over the years, Ian. Have you nicked this stuff from the army? No, this was actually stuff that I, I purchased because our kit was always made by the lowest bidder. So if we wanted decent stuff, we used to Blimey. buy our own. Are we talking Kevlar, this jacket, or is it just a standard? No, no, no. It's just, it's just a normal smock, just like a combat jacket. Oh. Oh. Did we talk about this on LBC? 
Uh, we've spoken on LBC. We've spoken on Absolute. But about you, about you buying stuff. No, no, oh. that wasn't me. That is fairly common. Yeah, no, I've heard that about... I, me- I did have a call... I, I remember a call at LBC, so 10, 12 years ago, about them buying their own army boots. boots yeah. That's insane, man. Yeah, but, I mean, well, you, you get what you pay for, really. But we spoke more recently um, when I, I rang up. Um, I'd, I'd just been out with, with a few mates and stuff like that, and it was it was on the, uh, the mental illness thing because I've got PTSD and depression, yeah. and I'm working with other veterans and my mates. In relation to that, and it was like I, I phoned you up and I had a few, but I, I don't think I was. Do you fancy? Like, can I ask you a question, mate? You may. Do you fancy a fight? What? Oh, what? What are you? Are you just like toe to toe? Yeah, yeah, toe to toe, stripped to the waist, yeah. right? Just a, just a fight, just a fight where we just go for it, right? And there are no rules. No holes barred. We just go for it and we beat the crap out of each other. And after one or two or three hours of fighting, we get up, we shake hands, we have a cup of coffee or a beer or whatever it is, and we have a good old laugh about our fight. Yeah, I'll be up for that. As long as it's not like the Oliver Reed one in front of the fire. Oh, it's totally going to be that. And also, you'll destroy him. Do you think? Yeah. I'm a bit out of shape, Kat. I'm, t- I'm team thing. Sven. I Here's think the thing. I'm no, no, put no. My money He's out of shape, right? And please don't take this the wrong way, Sven. He's got PTSD, so I can distract him. I've got tricks to, to manipulate people with mental health issues. Oh, my God. I can distract him. I'm going to beat the crap out of him. He sneaked up behind me and shouted, bang. I'll, <laughs> I'll blow up a paper bag and pop it. That's that, that might just work. Sven, I, 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 it may not, one night this week, I'm not going to tell I see you're in Uxbridge. One night this week, I'm going to drive home via Uxbridge and we're going to have a massive fight, OK? All right, but make it Friday. OK, fine. See you then, Sven. I'm, I'm there. And get your If you want that jacket, um, get and give me a buzz and I'll sort you out. Nice one, mate. Thank you very much indeed. I appreciate that. I'm going to destroy him. I'm going to destroy him. I don't fancy your chances, mate. I'm destroying... Soldier boy, G.I. Joe is going down. Um, we got phone calls. Joy, what a joy. What a joy. Uh, Ian and Kath, uh, Late Night Alternative, this is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. We are Talk Radio. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.